greetings everyone, this is Fernando Ribeiro from Moonspell and you're listening to Interview Under Fire. All right, what's up everybody? Welcome back to another brand new episode of Interview Under Fire. This is your host Sonny along with Fernando Ribeiro. Quite the honor. Thank you so much for joining our podcast today in IUF. You know, this is an important yet exciting time here in the month of February for you and the rest of the guys over at the dark metal giants known as Moonspell with the release of your 13th studio album, Hermitage, drops February 26th on Napalm Records. You know, first off, Fernando, I want to say congratulations on all of the well-deserved reactions it's been getting so far, especially with the singles Common Prayers, All or Nothing, and The Greater Good. There's so much to unravel about all this. But before we get to all that, like we just talked about before the interview, I'm going to ask a very important question. How are you, man? How's life in Portugal right now? I think that's an important thing to ask right now at this point. Well, it, it's my pleasure to be on your podcast um, directly here from Portugal. Well, Portugal, it's um, normally, and I say normally because these are very um, um, different times. It's uh, an amazing country to live in. We've traveled all around the world, but we always uh, made our headquarters here in little Portugal, you know, it's just 10 million inhabitants. So it's even smaller than many uh, states in the US. Uh, but right now, like every other country in the world, we are going through a really big and deep crisis uh, with the COVID pandemics. I mean, we were lucky enough not to be struck so much by the first wave, like our um, neighbors in Europe, like Spain. But, you know, um, small countries, sometimes they are better um, organized and they are easier to manage. But nowadays, uh, Portugal, it's a little bit on its knees. You know, there's a lot of people in the yeah. hospital. There's a lot of COVID death as well. There's a lot of unemployment. Uh, there's nothing really you can, you can do. But, um, I mean, we're trying to keep our head above the waters because, um, like I say, we're not uh, going away without putting up a, a good fight. Uh, at least. So we are lucky enough to be you know, on the way of promoting and releasing our new album Hermitage. And um, just to talk about music um, under these um, circumstances, it's such a cool thing, you know. So um, we're quite excited about the fact that we didn't have to postpone. Um, I mean, we postponed everything else like touring, live shows, yeah. etc. But at least our album is coming out. And I think that's something to hold on to. You know, uh, you know you, you, well said, and making the best of a situation is easier said than done. And speaking of the live experience that you just mentioned, you know, Moonspell, you guys have been around since 1992. You're approaching your 30th anniversary, which is a big deal, especially for someone like me who's been listening to you for a long time. And you've been at this for a while, Fernando, whether it's with Moonspell or hopefully I'm saying this right, or is it with Orphea Rebelled or Damon Arc or Morbid God? You've also done work with, you know, Rotting Christ, so many other bands to name up off that list. But how was the touring like for you personally, Fernando? Because you've done some extensive touring throughout your career, whether it's at Vakken or Headbangers Ball, 70,000 tons of metal, Rock and Rio. And now we're all kind of just taking like an unexpected step back. And does it make you have a growing appreciation of the touring life? I think so. I think the best example was last year, 2020. You know, hmm. one of the... I wouldn't say there, there was nothing good happening, but one of the good things is that um, here in Portugal, 
there was a big um, uh, like uh, movement, a gathering of, of people that work on the music industry, bands, agents, promoters, uh, you know, people that own PA and lights companies. And we made uh, all together a movement um, um, that was called uh, like hashtag culture is safe. So we played four shows. Awesome. And in Portugal with the crowd. And um, even though, like you say, Moonspell, it's it's a hardened band when it comes to touring. We tour in nonstop since 95, so much more than a job, it's a lifestyle too. Um, I think that uh, we could have had two options and we had to choose a path. We could have been really sorry and crying about it because, um, I mean, four shows in one year for a band such as Moonspell or other band that tours a lot, it's such a really, really bleak picture, you know. But on the other hand, what we did was um, to uh, enjoy these four shows, you know, to the last drop of sweat, because they actually showed um, we couldn't travel to play shows. We had to play them all in Portugal. But um, even at the last show in, in Porto, we played a big uh, arena that holds 2,000, but could only have 700 people due to COVID laws. And there were 700 metalheads, Moonspell fans, wearing a mask, sitting down, trying to headbang, you know, trying to also be a part of the show. And us on stage without masks, just, you know, doing what we like. It was like an act of freedom and it was very moving. Because I think if there's a hope for the future, it really resides on the love of people for heavy metal and live music. Because it's very hard, you know, um, 2001 didn't start the way we wanted to. So everybody's now moving back, uh, moving forward to 2022. So there will be a lot of competition too. So, yeah, it was quite hard on us. But... Um, we shouldn't make it about us, you know, and that's why we played the four shows. That's why one of them was a streaming show that a lot of people saw in, in the world live and then um, also by demand. And also when uh, when everyone that we thought we could be rich with that show was was reached, we put it for free. It's on our, it's on our YouTube channel, on Moonspell Official, so if, if anyone wants to go there, they can watch the whole show for free. Um, yeah, and we have to, um, um, you know, be kind and also we have to take care uh, of the band's me mental health, which means to have goals, small but important goals, and also not to fall off um, um, the radar of the fans because this um, situation, even for musicians, is quite complicated because sometimes we just feel like, well, that's it, man, let's just go to the couch and drown in there and watching Netflix and, you know, getting fat. So motivation, <laughs> motivation. It's hard to uh, to um, to conjure on under this time. So I think that I'm always trying to keep Moonspell, my band, motivated, and always try to. I'm already working besides the promotion uh, on some special show here in Portugal, kind of a secret show, just for a few fans that we could, you know, be together with them under, you know, restri restrictions that we still have. But also, um, I mean, before the end of like in May or something, we're trying to make another live streaming. We don't want to make one every month. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I don't think that's a replacement, but also it's needed. It's not like some people ask me, do you like it? I said, what does it matter if I like it or not? If someone in Australia, like it happened, ha um, you know, just wakes up at 6 a.m. to see us live. I mean, it doesn't matter really if I'm comfortable with it or not. It's something that you do for the people that still follow you, regardless um, 
you know, the big, big um, gap in our lives uh, when it comes to the live shows, which probably will come back, but in a slower way than what uh, we think, or probably people will run and pack every club, which will be amazing, <laughs> obviously for everyone. But I think nowadays it's waiting and seeing, and also um, be able to do small but important things um, to people that, that love you and people that listen to you. Yeah, and I've had so many guests on the show talk about their live experience. Like I've had artists who say, you know, oh, I'm not doing anything until all this is over. And I have some artists who say, yeah, it still allows me a way for me to engage with my fans. I mean, I can I have the liberty to mosh in my own room if I want to, right? And aside from yeah. watching Netflix and getting fat, which we've all done. But how yeah. much longer, you know, can I do it? Because there's always that level of creativity. Okay, you've done the live show. Now what? You know, we've had, uh, we, I remember when we had Nilo from Insomnium on the show and he talked about, his experience on selling virtual tickets to the fans and then re-recording, you know, pre-recording a show and then presenting it live. So it's always an interesting thing to hear from a musician like yourself, Fernando, who's been at this for as long as you have, and then all of a sudden have to do something that's kind of what we're doing. You know, like I said, we, we, we would be doing these interviews in person and then now you're doing a show, which is in front of a camera, which you're not used to, but it, uh, do you see, bands doing something like this even after all this is over though going forward um i believe so i think that um being a musician it's also to have resources and musicians mm -hmm. has always been um, about adapting and surviving this is not our first rodeo you know um we have a, we had a lot of crises in our hands uh, one of the first crises was when the digital music took over and um we especially moonspell which was such a, a big seller you know, and that our um, sales were cut in half. And uh, nowadays, um, after, you know, after the, the dust has settled, uh, nowadays, if we sell um, 100 copies, sell of 1,000, those 100 can make us more money and can give us a little bit more, um, um, you know, uh, reputation as well. So things yeah. definitely have changed and we need to adapt ourselves. One of the things we did was that our streaming li live show was in front of a live audience as well. We took the chance that there was this movement I talked to you about in Portugal. So we could have, um, I mean, that was in a 600 capacity, so we had 300 tickets sold. And I think for the time being, um, I believe that um, being um, um, interactive with the fans, I think it's better when you do the show with a live crowd and transmit it, broadcast it live. It's a little bit, mm -hmm. um, more um you know um without without a safety net but uh, it works wonders i mean we did this in portugal we had a chat so i had a computer in front of me and i told people this is a different show so let's make a break and see who's coming here and there was people from the us people from mexico i was just interacting with them and just saying stuff on the microphone i apologize to my portuguese fellows that i spoke a little bit um of english um here and there and people were connected and um, it didn't um, um, you know it didn't make a difference obviously there's I agree there's a certain limit uh, but um, I think it's up to us to expand that limit with good yeah. ideas for instance nowadays every show well whatever show we did four and all of them had crowds um, we have footage from every show you know we created also a patreon fan club called the Wolfpack where people get a lot of stuff from um from us a lot of um you know they can even listen to the album uh, at the same time as the press does 
So yeah, I think that, um, like I said, uh, it's, it's we have to put up a good fight, you know. And and if there is um, a job or a, or a class of or a you know um, a group of people that can actually and uh, are having good ideas, is the people in in the bands and um, the people in the music industry uh, as well. I don't think I hate to romanticize the quarantine. This is no opportunity. Of off touring time or being with the family, I think a true musician um, and um, a father, like in my case, has to find. It's our obligation to find time for the different aspects um, of our life. And obviously, I don't want to do streaming forever. But I think that if we can do uh, a show here in Portugal, for instance, and have a nice crowd, why not expand it to the U.S. crowd uh, via streaming and the other way around? You know, you never know. People, I mean, it's when when we did when we were touring with um, Dark Tranquility and the Morphys and Omnium Gatherum in the States. Last time we've been there, sometimes yeah. we just picked up the phone with no production and just um, broadcasted live on the social networking, and we had thousands of people uh, watching it. Imagine if you can do it um, professionally. What I think is that um, we should be uh, kind and generous. We shouldn't leave our prejudice or our um, preconceived ideas about the industry, about being musicians, uh, get in our way. You know, I think we have a crowd and we should listen to them. And we are listening to, to them. And a lot of people asked us for a streaming show and we did it. And it had everything to uh, go wrong because of, you know, all the, um, the things, even the, the internet connection. But we made sure uh, we try to anticipate all the problems, and in the end of the of the night, we were looking at each other and was like, "Wow, this went so great! We can't believe our luck." The only weird thing is that we arrived to the dressing room, and I had a computer, a monitor, just to watch, you know, uh, to try out. And we were in, on stage, but on the on the computer, but we were already backstage <laughs> in the real life, <laughs> you know, because of the, the little delay that is. Yeah, and what did I say earlier? You know, making the best of the situation is what we have to do. And you guys, again, you did that. And let's talk about something really quick before we uh, before we finish things off here. You know, the 13th album, Hermitage, comes out February 26th on Napalm Records. Like, I have to talk about this. Just because the fan aspect of me just was really, you know, uh, uh, I, I was really just lost in the music of Moonspell, which is, I mean, that's how you know it's Moonspell. And from, like, dark metal to gothic metal, it was very ethereal, melodic. It was very atmospheric, and all of those elements had pretty much been checked off for me to grasp that traditional Moonspell sound. Like I knew it was Moonspell, you know. And from songs like "The Greater Good," "All or Nothing," the title track "Solitarian," "Without Rule," the Candlemas cover "Darkness and Paradise," at the same time, you guys just remained musically true to yourselves, yet still expanded on that established sound. Which not it's not an easy thing to do, but here you are doing what you do best 13 albums in so when did the writing for hermitage start for you fernando well actually it started off in 2017 oh and wow yeah um, i mean we have these um i wouldn't say we are workaholics uh, we kind of you know also you cannot be too obsessed about being in a band i say in order to enjoy it properly but um we do not really care about the timings for us there's no not this period that you have to you know uh, take a break in order to um to think about the other album i think that's very nice 
in theory, but it doesn't happen in practice. Sometimes we just um, uh, inspire to have new ideas. And the best, in our opinion, by our experience, the best time uh, when you um, can be inspired already to at least underline or note some ideas and new ideas is when you finish off um, when you close down other album like we did with the Portuguese metal album 1755. So I, I remember Hermitage um, as a word and the concept first came in my mind and then I, I put it on a notebook around 2017, maybe spring 2017 and I went with uh, Pedro and Ricardo and I told them well, this album is going to be about people going to the desert to fast and pray, but also about, um, you know, nowadays is a common expression, but at, this, uh, at, at 2017, a little bit about the social distancing, how the world is pulverized, how everybody wants to be right instead of being friendly, uh, how everybody wants to be like his own self instead of, um, you know, trying to live in a community. And then the hermit you know, figure just started like uh, becoming more and more um, important and we started uh, songwriting and immediately we knew that um, the fact that I already had these ideas will affect the way that music um, will be will be done and that's a very particular thing about Moonspell. Um, we are we almost work on the music like we're working on a movie or in a video. I kind of do the yeah. script, I kind of say well this always about this and that, and I think that Pedro and Ricardo, the songwriters, they really appreciate it because they say, okay, if you're going to make an album about wolves or pirates, we're going to make this kind of music, but if you're going to make an album about hermits, that's another different story. So I think the music should be more atmospheric, more melancholic, you know, strong sometimes when they're facing the demons, but also a little bit more um, laid back. And I think in between all our ideas, uh, the album started to uh, to grow. Uh, so in 2019, before the tour we did in Europe with Rotting Christ, uh, we had everything um, done. In January 2020, we got all together um, in order to, um, you know, just give the final touches into the album. Then the pandemic started, but um, here and there, whenever we had a chance, whenever there was an open window of opportunity, we would come together and work always obeying the regulations, obviously, not to harm anyone or not to, um, you know, just um, to be a good citizen as well was was important for us. And then we went to the UK. So, yeah, I think the process um, was um, starting already in 2017. Um, and nowadays it's, it's, it's even weird that this album kind of reflects what we are living today, that we are hermits with no choice, not this kind of romantic, lit literary, poetic hermit uh, from the Catholic um, religion or people that, you know, like Thoreau that go in the in the cabin just to take a break from society. So yeah, I think it's an album you can definitely read under a different light um, of today. But uh, truth be told, we, start, um, we had the name and everything already in 2017. Yeah, you know, from the different experiences and perspectives in your timeline you have taken in which we have already discussed about you know whether it's approaching the 30th anniversary or you know you also have your involvement in poetry and autobiographies and the creation of alma mater records and you've experienced so much in your career already fernando do you see your albums and whether it's with moonspell or anything else you've worked with do you see these as snapshots of where you are in a certain time in your life looking back 
Well, I don't use the word snapshots, but I use it documents. You know. Okay. Think, okay. Yeah, it's it's the same. Um, I'm gonna use that. <laughs> yeah, it's um, sometimes I feel a band is like a museum. You know, um, you have the past repertoire, like the past exhibitions when we release everything that is out of print or sold out, especially via Alma Mater Records, and especially fans that didn't have the chance to buy those records back then or probably those editions were not there at all done so it's kind of like when we when a museum brings up like the old paintings of some famous painter or sculpture or whatever and then you have the new exhibitions which for us are the new albums the new repertoire and it's always important that the fan exits to the, through the gift shop <laughs> you know <laughs> that's a good way to look at yeah. it <laughs> so to support the band and also to contribute um you know that the band can make uh, better albums hire people to make better shows better production so sometimes people ask me how is it to be in a band and i think well it's not a boring thing it's it's not static probably as a museum but the museum doesn't have to be static too but i think it's a, it's a nice example for what moonspell um became in a way when you want to like bring all the all the times together you know the past the present and the future uh, there is a future we don't know what kind of shape it will be but I, right now we are all trying to guess uh, as well so i think that nowadays we reach a cool balance before um, going to 2022 and celebrate our 30th anniversary which by the way we never expected to um, you know <laughs> be 30 years on a portuguese metal band you know talking with everybody in the world and touring and selling records and whatnot but um i think that um yeah i think we are in, in a good place right now especially because we can make new music and people are still responding to it very positively even though sometimes it's twists and turns you know and it's not like a formal we have and that people are well, okay i'm going to listen to moonspell i'm going to love it because it's going to be um, you know exactly what I think. No, uh, you love Moonspell because it's probably exactly what you were not expecting or are expecting it, but not in such a complete way. Yeah, and take it from me. If 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 anything, we need more Moonspell in this world for as long as I've been listening to you guys. Man, uh, Fernando, this has been such an honor. Do you have any last words, any shout-outs, anything you would like to plug in as far as your hard work you put out in the world, like any new music as far as like music videos for Moonspell going forward before the release date? Yeah, uh, first and foremost, I want to thank you uh, for the interview and for the opportunity and also to wish you health and luck. Uh, I know these are hard times for everyone. Music definitely has a role in making them a little bit softer, even if it's extreme music, um, it's our um, safe place um, in a way. And um, obviously, I would like to invite people to find out more about uh, Moonspell and our new album Hermitage. Uh, we have three uh, so-called singles videos out: Great Good, Common Prayers, and All or Nothing. And before the album uh, is released, I think one day before we're going to release another song called The Hermit Saints with a really kick-ass video. I think that people will enjoy it very much. Talking about museums, I think that's a video that where metal meets um, heart, you know, like great art, art, um, sacred art. And I think people really um, enjoy this one. You can see the smirk on my face because I've heard that song. I can't wait to see the music video for that. And oh, it's awesome. Oh, man, that, that's great. And everyone who's listening, you know, if you can, you know, buy the album because the bands can't do it without your help. And Fernando Ribeiro from Moonspell, 
Hermitage comes out February 26th on Napalm Records. This has been such an honor. I wouldn't be here today again if it wasn't for your music. So much appreciation to you. Hopefully we can do this in person again when you guys come to Dallas, when things are, who knows when things will open back up. We just, but yeah. again, we're just making the best of the situation. We are currently doing that. So Fernando, stay safe out there. And then uh, we'll talk again, my man. Okay. Thank you very much for the interview. All the best. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. And also, if you guys have any questions or comments, you can find us at Interview Under Fire at Facebook or at Instagram. Or you can write us directly at schwag at interviewunderfire.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-G at interviewunderfire.com. Or Rezablade, that's R-E-Z-A-B-L-A-D-E at interviewunderfire.